Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today I have a guest. Her name is Carlina Vanderway. She is a certified facilitator of access consciousness, and a lot of my guests are, but some of them aren't. Um, Carlina also previously worked as the worldwide coordinator for Talk to the Entities, so you might have heard her, if you listen to A to Zen, you might have heard her on Cara and Brett's Talk to the Entities show a few times, uh, where she speaks um, quite a lot about her expertise in the entities and awareness of entities field. So today... Um, when I was speaking with her about being on my show, I thought, how fun would it be to have somebody who has awareness of entities uh, come on the show and speak about what else they know around sexualness um, and seduction and sirens. So today's um, show is actually called Sexualness, Seduction, Sirens, and I wasn't really even aware of why I chose to throw the sirens in there until I looked them up. Um, I was sort of aware of what they are, but not really aware of uh, what it was that this show was asking to talk about on that topic. So um, I will give you kind of definitions of those in a little while. Um just wanted to let Hi. you know a little bit. Hi, Carlina. So that's Carlina. <laughs> and Carlina uh, is actually doing a lot of stuff around the world with Access Consciousness. She facilitates classes all over the place. And she's also a mom. So for those of you out there who think that you can't do 45 different things at once, Carlina is an amazing example of, yes, you can. In fact, you can probably <laughs> do 50 and still not break a sweat. <laughs> so how's it get better than that? Thanks, Alita. <laughs> You're welcome. I've, I've actually attended Carlina's uh, one of Carlina's classes, and she's an amazing facilitator. She has this um, really cool capacity for seeing where people are just clouding themselves with fog and just with total ease for what it looks like for the rest of us. She just blows the fog out of their life with questions that are so dynamic that it often leaves them... Uh, stunned and totally conscious, yet stunned that they are conscious. So it's a uh, it's a really cool thing, and she's got a lot of classes that are coming up uh, all over the place. And there are a few classes that um, are still in development that I'll be uh, hosting for her coming in the spring. We don't have dates on those yet. So until that, she does have a talk to the entities class in Edmonton on March sixth to the eighth. And she's also got uh, another call, Pragmatic Parenting Telecall Series, starting November 5th. And she'll be posting that on Facebook for anybody interested in pragmatic parenting. Um, so as a mom, she has a lot of, she uses a lot of tools with her son, uh, who I've met as well. And it's really fun to watch her parent in a way that's like no other person I watch parent. There's just such freedom of choice with her child. And so, um, and that he knows that he has choice and that he's walking around totally empowered is so cool. 
And, cool. uh, and it actually makes it much easier to parent. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's like, yeah, I'll take care of that, Mom, no problem. <laughs> I'll do, I can do that, Mom, don't worry. I'll go get your lunch for you. It's really cool. And he's the same age as my daughter, so they're both six. And uh, he's got this amazing confidence of just knowing that he's totally, like the universe has his back and he's choosing things and creating things. It's really cool. Um, Carlene is also facilitating a foundation level one in Vancouver in January 2015, and there will be some dates being set for that. And because she's so such an avid uh, host of different classes, you're going to see her at all kinds of places, uh, especially in Vancouver, as that's where she's located. So she's hosting, uh, you are hosting that three-day body class in November, right? Yeah, actually, um, there's a three-day body class in November, November 1 through 3, and then there's also another um, three-day body class in Vancouver in January 23rd through 25th. Awesome. So right in time for anybody who's choosing to do some advanced body class uh Advanced Body Classes, there is one coming. Uh, advanced Body Classes is where you get to spend three days with uh, with a lot of different energies running through your body, changing your body, changing your life, and having people work on you. So you can imagine three days of energy work that is totally dynamic and you know, right on the cutting edge of things that are changing bodies. This is an amazing class to attend, and it does have prerequisites. So those three-day body classes um, that we mentioned in November and January would really contribute to um, the prerequisites that you require to get there. Also, yeah, so there's a right recovery in Vancouver as well for people who are looking for recovery in a totally different way. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Marilyn's actually really fantastic, and she's got um, well a whole lifetime of experience behind her um, counseling and working with addicts. And one of the things she found out more recently that it's, you know, besides being about whatever it is that you've chosen to be addicted to, there's also the addiction to making yourself wrong and judging you. And so mm. all of the tools that she teaches and what she teaches in her classes very much come back to where you're making yourself wrong and you're judging the crap out of you. So that's what she um, tries to, with her tools and through her classes, that's what she breaks open and that's where she creates her classes from. And then from there on, you take the tools home and change your life according to what works for you. So, yeah, it's a really, really fantastic class. And uh, I'm thrilled to be hosting it in Vancouver at the end of November. That's awesome. And you're also hosting or co-hosting um, a level two and three, which uh, is part of the Access Consciousness work, body of work. And it's a, a really dynamic class in helping Earthsting you in creating a life that you'd actually like to create compared to all the stuff that we've been creating from in the past and things that just aren't working anymore. This actually starts to open a whole new world up. And if you're really into like have fun, meeting new people, then this is uh, this may actually be a lot of fun for you, but only choose it if, you know, if you're into having fun, because if you're not, that's you might want to walk away. Yeah, you don't want to be there. No. <laughs> well, and the beautiful thing is um, we get to have Dane here to do a level 2-3. Um, mm-hmm. Dane doesn't do that many in North America, so I am absolutely thrilled to have Dane coming here February 14th to 17th to do the level 2 Access Consciousness class. So, yes, I wonder and if how you guys are will be. 
Yeah, for the listeners who aren't familiar with Dana, if you'd like to check him out, he's uh, got all kinds of stuff on YouTube. If you look up Dr. Dane here, that's H-E-E-R, you'll find lots of amazing videos uh, on there that so many different topics. So if he intrigues you, if that interests you, um, there's lots of different ways to get all the prerequisites to get to go to these amazing life-changing classes. Uh, and currently actually uh, going to be facilitating some of them in Vancouver, and they are being facilitated all over the world as well. So if you look up um, accessconsciousness.com, that's where you'll find Carlina's listings of her classes as well when you go under facilitators, and you'll find a listing and host of a whole load of other classes. So, awesome. We've got lots of promos going on for lots of amazing things that are life-changing in this planet right now. Um, right. And, and I've got, yeah, I've got a bars class coming up on Tuesday as well. This is, uh, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's cool. So, and lots more other faceless classes. I'm having a lot of fun uh, doing facilitating of different body processes these days. So, for people who are looking for change in different ways, whether it's like, you know, half day classes, five days of classes, seven days of classes, there are lots to choose from, lots of ways to either dip your toe in or jump in like full force your whole body and create change. So uh, look them up and there's lots of neat things going on. So today we're going to be talking about, and I thought, you know, let's switch it up with Carlina because she's always on A to Zen talking of entities and she's actually an incredibly sexy Amazon goddess. So I thought, bring it on. And I was talking to my mom uh, about this show today and she's like, Carlina, yeah, she's like walking sex. I'm like, I know. I was like, that's awesome. My mom doesn't often say that about people. I thought, wow, that's really cool, Carlina. You were like walking sex. How's it get better than that? that you know what? That is so funny that your mom said that. Um, and it's and she's totally true, actually, because I recently went to New York for some classes. And as I was walking on the street there, like everybody would stop and look at me. And that basically <laughs> is being like the sex of you, right? But it's like they would stop and literally like follow me and like stop everything they're doing or, you know, give me the whole eyes from like the top of my head right down to my feet and back up and like check me out. And I was just willing to receive that. So walking down the street, everybody who was doing that, I was simply, you know, I would smile at them or I would say good morning or I would say thank you and that was such a difference in their world to basically be received. And yeah. for me, it was so much fun. And I actually received so much energy from that. Yeah, and how liberating, right? Like compared to maybe five years ago, would you have had the same response in no. your body and your being? Yeah, so what was it like no. before you had the awareness that you can receive all the judgments from everybody and everything? Well, before, I would always make myself wrong. So it would be like, oh, my God, everybody's staring at me. What's on my face? What's going on? Is my, you know, <laughs> Do I have toilet paper coming out of my dress or something? Like, did I forget to untuck my dress from my <laughs> underwear? Or That's right. <laughs> All of those funny things that you see people do where you're like, what is wrong with me? What, what are you looking at? Yeah, and it definitely can't be that you're awesome. can't be that. Exactly. No. <laughs> so now, now that I'm willing to receive more, it's like, wow, thank you for appreciating my body. Thank you for looking at me and just appreciating me. And it doesn't mean, you know, I have to actually engage in you. There's any action required. I don't have to 
you know, be like, oh, well, you want me and therefore I have to want you or it's not okay for you to want me. No, it's just like, oh, cool, you appreciate my body. That's so cool. Thank you for the appreciation. Thank you for the admiration. And simply being willing to receive that, and it's an energy that contributes to me. I mean, I was just vibrating with energy, you know, grinning from ear to ear, fully enjoying it, which is so Uh, different than what it was, you know, even five years ago, even two or three years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. That's just like that willingness to show up and be who you be and allow people to, yeah, either, you know, look at you and maybe they are judging you going, wow, she's really tall. Wow, that's crazy. Or Carla's even taller than I am. And then then we've got, because I've mentioned that a few times on my show, like, yes, I'm very tall and I'm very lanky and <laughs> felt very awkward most of my life and having all those people stare at me uh, most of my life. And then I would even put myself into positions where I'd be stared at. Like I I was yeah. a dancer for years, so I'd be on stage and I was the tallest <laughs> dancer and I stood out like a sore thumb and I'd feel so incredibly awkward and I'd mess up, right? And then people would stare yeah. more and I was like, wow. So yeah, there was always this like freaking freak out around people looking at me yet. It was like I created this body that you can't, you can't miss me in a crowd because my head's usually above most people's, right? And it's like you can't really miss it. So it was really kind of yeah. funny that I, here I am, I chose this body, I created this body, and I refused it for so long. And like you were yeah. saying, you were refusing it. And then when you started to choose it and like step into it, like how much more fun in your body, just like vibrating and joyful and like alive, exactly. right? Yeah, and then like yeah. on um, on one of the last days I was there, um, I chose to, instead of wearing um, flats so that I could, you know, walk, I chose to wear my higher heels, um, the lower ones that you're easier to walk a couple blocks in, but these ones were a little higher, but I was running late, so I'm like, oh, I'll just put them on now. And, you know, they're like two and a half, three inches or something like that. So when I walked down the street that day, more people judged me as like, oh, you know, you're a hooker or a whore or a slut awesome. or whatever their judgments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was so interesting from the other days when I was wearing lower heels, like only one and a half or two inch heels, um, there was this appreciation of my body. And then on that last day, there was a lot more judgment of, you know, being a hooker or something like that. And it was like, wow, that's really interesting. Like, just the height of my heels makes a huge difference in the that's, judgment of the people. You therefore become a I know, because I hung out with you that one day, and we walked through a lobby, and we got totally judged as high-class hookers. We were like, woohoo, high-class yeah. hookers. How lucky are we? That's <laughs> better than right? that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, I totally remember that. That was great. So well, at least when we were we, high class. We couldn't be low class. It's impossible. <laughs> so, when we come back from break, can you share with the audience a little bit, um, maybe some tools that they can use to allow more sexualness into their life, to step into the sexualness that they already truly be? Yes. Awesome. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. 
by tuning into the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with Body Whisper Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm so glad that you guys are sticking with us through the show. And today our topic is sexualness, seduction, and sirens. So um, sexualness is actually energy. And we've talked about this on a few shows. It's the energy of um, nurturing, of creation, of all these things that are... uh, It's not that we're talking about copulation. We're talking about the energy that actually nurtures us, nurtures our bodies, and uh, it contributes to a lot of ease, too. So, um, yeah, it's really the energy of living in life. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's I look yummy. at the word, it's yummy. And when I, when I did come across that, the difference in the meaning, the different meaning between sex, sexuality, sexualness, that uh, there was such an ease for me to be aware that, you know, I can be... Um, the energy of sexualness, I can be that because we are all, all that uh, and not necessarily have all this um, other stuff attached to it that would equal copulation, that would equal, you know, certain things or, or would equal that now I'm heterosexual or homosexual or whatever. Like I didn't have to have any of that attached to it. I could just be me. And when uh, before we went to break, you were talking about when you were in New York, walking down the streets and just really being present in your body and um, receiving from everybody the judgments of, you know, being the high-class hooker in your heels or, you know, wow, how awesome and sexy you are when you were in your flats or whatever. Um, <laughs> awesome and sexy all the time, let's face it. <laughs> and the willingness to be that, right? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, in this world, in this reality, are you allowed to be sexy? Are you allowed to be desired? Are you allowed to be um, admired? 
really, that's not something that's okay in this reality. That's not something that most people are okay with. And they feel that if they are, they're highly judged. I mean, how many people do you, you know, how many people do you see walking around that actually wear clothes that are not fitted or too big for them? Or even if they're wearing, you know, fitted clothes, there's something covering them up so that they're not too out there. They're not too much seen. Right. Yeah, so what else is so possible much. if you were willing to be seen? Yeah, stepping out of the shadows and stopping a wallflower and that's a lot of fun. Um and, and everywhere that you've created yourself as a wallflower, if you just even took one step away from that wall, what would your life be like and feel like? It could be so exactly. different than like keep on planting yourself in that wall and hiding and if you actually take that step forward and I've been noticing that the more um the more of these shows I'm doing it's like I'm stepping more into that um it's like I can't hide anymore what I was really spending a lot of my life trying to hide you know I got yeah this gigantic body and I'm trying to hide it was really cute and not very functional so I essentially what I've what I've been noticing is that I like every day I'm stepping more into me and that it's like no matter you know no matter what these judgments are that are coming at me whether they're like wow she looks great or wow she thinks she's all that or whatever yeah um, it's like wow that's cool it's cool that I can perceive what I know that you're thinking too which is even more cool um so Yeah, yeah and a great tool with that that I know you use as well is lowering your barriers yeah huge so it's yeah, and the greatest way to do that, you know, I, I used to start with, like, pushing my barriers down, and then the moment they come back up, because they usually do, like, pushing them down again. And it's even easier if you simply ask, okay, can I lower all my barriers now, please? Okay, mm-hmm. And you will, like, especially when you're starting out, you know, if you lower all your berries, berries, barriers, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it can be very uncomfortable because it's not something that you usually do. Usually in this reality, we have our barriers up, or at least we have several up. And then depending on where we are or where we're walking or who we're talking to, um, we put different barriers up. Barriers are basically walls that you put up to, um, quote-unquote, protect yourself. But the funny thing is, is when you actually lower all those walls, when you lower all those barriers, you don't actually require protection because there's nothing to stick to. So every single time you have a point of view about yourself or anyone else um, or any point of view at all, that's actually a barrier that then gets raised. And when you have a barrier up, when somebody throws something at you, it can actually hit and stick up to that barrier. Mm-hmm. When you don't have any barriers up, it goes right through and it can't actually hit you or stick to you. And it's such a different way of being in the planet. Uh, from all the training I'd had about creating barriers, that was actually like um, kind of an expert in creating them and took yeah. classes on how to create them, right? So not only did yeah. I have my own that came up from judgments of, of what I was perceiving, um, but also I had these ones that I could create uh, in an instant. Right? And it was almost like I could I was competing with myself and how fast could I create these walls, barriers, protection fields. Uh, And then it would be incredibly frustrating because I would feel like the whole world was closing in on me. So I created it, and I didn't know that I'd created it. I thought I was protecting myself. So 
if you're willing to be sexualness, there's no requirement for protection. It's like when you're willing to be aware, you don't really require being in fear. You're already aware of what may occur, so you can choose not to be in somewhere that may not be a contribution to your body. Yeah, and if you look at it too, like if you have barriers up, then you're cutting off all of that information, all of that awareness. So when a barrier is up, nothing can get through. Not the awareness, not the good stuff, not the bad stuff. It's just a wall which keeps everything out. So when you're willing to lower that barrier, when you're willing to lower that wall, then you can be aware of all the information and all the energy that's coming at you and that's coming to you. And that if you don't actually judge the information, then that can't actually stick you. Like what I was just saying about walking in New York, you know, my super high sexy heels. As I was walking down the street with those, there was a lot more judgment at me because of, you know, what they perceived me and judged me to be a hooker. But Mm -hmm. because I didn't hold that judgment and because basically I was willing to be interesting point of view about that and not have to react to it or resist it in any way, I could simply receive the energy. And it didn't have to stick me. Now, if I had a point of view about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll never be a hooker. I've never been a hooker. I don't want anything to do with that. Hookers are bad. Anything like that, then that all of those judgments would have stuck me. But I don't actually have a point of view about hookers. So that doesn't get to stick me. And, yeah, so I've always had a very different point of view about hookers. As a child, I always saw them as like a contribution to the planet. They were doing work that a lot of people wouldn't even choose to consider to do. And they were like, to me, it's like I would see them in Toronto as a kid, and my dad would have all these things to say about them. And I think, well, what did they actually do, Dad? And, you know, at the age of seven, he's like, well, you know, they have a lot of men, and they make money from making. That doesn't sound that bad, really. <laughs> I don't know. Like sounds like sounds you make really it, good. I like it. Yeah, the way you put it, Dad, I kind of think I might choose that for a living. <laughs> so, they have a lot of men, and they make money doing it. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, thanks that for giving me my like career path. I want to try that. <laughs> I know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, so, yeah, just like I don't know my point of view about prostitution and hookers was very different. Uh, and it got, it got totally actually created from from my dad's point of view that he was, you know, trying to get me to resist any temptation of that as well. Uh, although I did I did find that the whole concept was very seductive. It's like, wow, you could create money from that. That's really cool. Um, although I haven't chosen to do that, it's still very like it's a curiosity. Like, wow, people choose that and they create money from it, and that's very cool. Uh, so one yeah. of the other words that I threw into our our mix today was uh, seduction. And I thought just before yeah. we go to break, uh, I looked up the word and there was several different meanings and it's actually, ch- the word has changed a lot from the 1500s till now. Uh, and in the 1500s, it it actually meant um, that it meant treason or treachery, which surprised me. Huh. Um, from what I understood seduction to be was more about using uh, your sexuality and using sex as means to get results, like something that you're looking for. And it was later also um, in the 1700s uh, referred to as as uh, women being as objects. So it was more about 
women are objects, they are to be either they they were actually the uh, the focus of the seduction. And in before that, it was treason or treachery. I thought, wow, there's a huge difference in what the word seduction was was implying. And I thought, is when I first put that out there, I thought, okay, so you know, am I willing to be a seductress? Um, and I actually have this thing um, when I when I think of, when I was thinking of you, Carlina, I thought you actually have this capacity to, to seduce people into choosing more. And then so I thought, well, that was the word I use. So I'm wondering, what does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. So it didn't mean to me what it says that it it does mean about using people as objects. But what if that's not a wrongness? So what if yes. people are like energies? They are like commodities and like what well, that's not a wrongness what if we if we could actually perceive them that way we wouldn't have so much um guilt or emotional attachment about how we're creating our lives with other people well and what if also i mean if you look at um you know if you're in a partnership or you're on a date with someone and they start seducing you how much mm-hmm. do you actually enjoy that it's really fun so, yeah, yeah. and like, oh, yeah, if you, you know, would you like to come for some wine? Or even the voice can be incredibly seductive. And yes. and this is kind of where, like, the sound of the voice being seductive led me to the sirens, as they were, they were, they are mythological creatures, but, you know, that's what people say. So what if these energies truly exist on the planet and people can be sirens, like sirens, using their voices to lure not just men, but lure um, beings to them. So what if they use those? What if you can use your voice as a seduction to lure people in? Yeah. So it was kind of some some thoughts I was going through, and I wondered if you could kind of, if you have any thoughts on that, we could talk about, about that when we come back from break. Sounds great. Cool. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. 
Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone, and I'm your host, Melita Yelenich, and today I'm speaking with Arlena Vanderway on the topic of sexualness, seduction, and sirens. So just before break, we spoke a little bit about how seduction can be uh, through sound voice, and being, how much being seduced can be a lot of fun. Um, and then I spoke a little bit about how sirens actually use their voices to lure people in. So... Um, I'd like to give the platform over to Carlina to let us know what she's aware of on this topic. Yeah, well, um, you know, like we said before the break, seduction really, if you look at it from sensual sense, uh, sorry, sexual sense, um, and that is in the way we use it today, um, originally it also did mean entice, uh, and in brackets, a woman to surrender of chastity. So, Mm. You know, originally, back in the 1550s, um, in the sexual sense, that's where that came from, um, not from the Latin, but that was very much used by men to seduce women to basically have sex with them, to copulate with them, um, and surrender their chastity, because remember, that was a huge bad thing back then, and still kind of is judged now as such. Um, but that's kind of where the negative connotation comes from today as well when it comes to seduction. However, if you don't see it in with the negative connotation and you actually see it positively, seduction is basically a synonym for the act of charming someone, whether it's mm-hmm. male or female, um, by appealing to the senses, to the sensualness of um, the body or the being itself. And enticing them to what it is that you may want or you both may want. And again, it's I'm going to use the example of, you know, if you're out on a date, be it with, you know, a lifelong partner or somebody new, if they're seducing you and you're willing to allow them to seduce you, it can be a lot of fun and it can be such a contribution to receive that. And there's this play involved. And mm-hmm. most of the time there's not this negative connotation and there's not this intent to harm you. Okay? And that can be there, but most of the time, especially when you're on a date, there is somewhat of an appreciation of the other person and um, the seduction is something that you both may desire. So, you know, from that, yeah, it's really what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to allow someone to be seduced into doing what it is they'd like to do because a lot of times like if you think about you know all the times you've actually gone um if you've actually copulated with someone and you've been excited about that how much have you allowed yourself to be seduced into the next moment into the next act 
Okay? Right, because it's, it's fun, right? Others. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fun. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's, let's copulate. And, okay, you take your clothes off, they take your clothes off, and off you go. And it's like, how much fun is it to be actually seduced into that with play, with pleasure, rather than the business of actually copulating? <laughs> yeah, the seduction right? is like, yeah, it's like the best part of foreplay. It is the foreplay to me, is the sometimes just the language, the words, and the energy that all precedes the actual copulation can be so much more delicious, and it can have this it can actually create this energy of, you know, desire to choose more, uh, where sometimes exactly. copulation then has this, like, expectation of an outcome or how it's supposed to show up or the the perfect position to get off on. And the seduction can always, uh, has more of this, like, malleable energy that can change. And can, yeah, it has this much more playfulness about it to me. So It does. Yeah. Yeah, it's the play element. I mean, even if you look at a long-term relationship, if you've had a long-term relationship or a longer-term relationship, you know, there's you kind of get to, like, the business of having sex, the business of copulating, and sometimes it feels more like an obligation. So what if in that moment you were like, well, seduce me? How much mm-hmm. more play did you just invite into your life? And how much did you just ask them to step up and seduce you into what it is you guys both would like? Or one would like, and through seduction, both of you guys will likely choose it. There's so yeah. much more play in that. Way more fun. And how much do we actually use seduction in business as well? Like our just exactly. Like, and marketing is so saturated with seduction. And we choose these it's things because we're like, wow. You know, you watch the yeah. you know the whipped cream on the cake and you're like, didn't even know I wanted that, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, ooh, whipped cream. And then where did your mind go? <laughs> That's right. Ooh, yeah, there's a cherry on top. What does it mean? Oh, my body knows. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to choose that. <laughs> you know, and then it's, you do get into sirens. Like, um, like you alluded to, sirens date back to the Greek mythology, and they were basically mm-hmm. these, known as these femme fatales who lured nearby sailors um, with their enchanting music and voices to basically crash upon the rocky coast of the that's island. That's right. So that's where it stems from. But nowadays, it's like being called a siren, what if that's actually a compliment? What if that's actually something where you're like, Wow, really? I'm a siren. I can actually lure sailors to crash up my rocky shore. Because <laughs> you're that potent. That's right. <laughs> right. So it's yours is the only show that had that word come up, Carlina. So I'm like sirens. That's interesting. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> that's but cool. That's the thing. What if you were willing to be that siren? You know, whether you're looking at a siren that flashes on an ambulance or something, what does it do? It calls the attention of others to that. So it's like, what if you're willing to be a siren as you walk down the street? What if you're willing to be a siren when it comes to the bedroom? What if you're willing to call attention to you and be a siren and a beacon to anyone and everything? And kind of like what you had mentioned before, too. It's like, yeah, I will seduce people into choosing more and I will seduce people into consciousness because that's really fun for me. <laughs> I know that about you. And it's like really funny to me because you've got this um, 
unassuming way about doing it. It's like, yeah, no, I'm just creating things. And it's like, really, you have this, like, under, I've noticed this, like, perceive this undercurrent of seduction. And I'm like, that's why I love you. Because I'm like, there's this, like, there's this, like, part that not a lot of people get to see. Um, so that's another reason I, I was like, I'd like to bring Carlene out of the woodwork and let the world know that she's actually a seductress. <laughs> she seduce you into consciousness, yeah. and you'll love it. Yeah. I I do, and I have so much fun with it. And half of it, I don't even know yet. I discover more about me and, and my talents with that all the time. And usually so cool. through the eyes of others. Right. That's really right? cool. So, and if you weren't yeah, willing to receive that judgment, then you wouldn't even be able to perceive that that might be part of who you truly be, right? So if you exactly. were to reject like everything about that, like, oh, I yes. did seduction, that's rude and wrong, and you could never actually allow yourself to perceive that what if you actually are really amazing at it? Yeah, because this is one of my capacities, and most of my life I've made it a wrongness. Like, no, it's like I'm I'm not seductive, I'm not sexy, I am not... You know, I don't even want this woman's body. It's like, mm-hmm. let me just put like a huge baggy T-shirt over it so you don't notice anything. And through, if I have that point of view of like, nope, that's a bad thing, this is not allowed, then one, I won't receive it. And two, I can't even recognize it in me where I can use that to my advantage, where I can use that in actually receiving more and having more joy and fun in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, so what, yeah, what women. Every day they recognize so that's just they truly be. Yeah, and and men have and men also can be seducers as well, and you you see it in different Absolutely. ways, right? So, it's not just women, and like how much more fun is it when we allow whoever it is to to be to seduce you in the way that is their way of seducing. So everybody has their their own seductive. Um, I wouldn't call it a method because it changes, but their own seductive energy that they can play in and play with. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned a, like a really um, amazing point, like a seductive energy, and it's not necessarily about the body or how your body looks or how others judge your body. It's this energy that you be when it comes to seducing, when it comes to being the siren. And that mm-hmm. energy, that willingness to be that energy is actually what's attractive. I mean... You could be walking around in, you know, jogging pants and a hoodie and not notice anything, and people can be just seduced by you because of the energy that you tr- really, truly are. So true, yeah. Right? And sometimes mm-hmm. when you're in that, that comfort in your body, and you're even it's the comfort in what you're choosing to, ha- you know, when you're listening to your body and your body's asking you to wear, you know, the jogging pants and yes. the sweat, and you're like walking around feeling and your body's really happy, that's when that energy yes. goes out to people and they go, oh, there's something there. And they don't necessarily know quite what it is, but they are enticed. So, yeah, yes. how seduction can entice you to, to choosing is awesome. Yeah, and there really is something about clothes. You know, when you're actually listening to your body and wearing the clothes that make your body happy and that feel good and make you feel good, then, again, that just basically amplifies the seductive energy, the sexiness that you really, truly be. No matter what the clothes look like, it's Mm -hmm. also about how you feel in them and that energy that that creates. So, if you know, when you're you're choosing comfort, 
you can ask your body, you know, is comfortable and do you enjoy do you enjoy uh, having this on you? Because sometimes you'll choose comfort over, um, and you'll think that it's comfortable. It's your mind's like, yeah, yeah, those snow uh, fluffy pants, they're going to be comfortable, and you come to conclusion on it. So if you actually ask your body, yeah. what would you like to wear today? Your body will know, and the funny thing is, is our bodies really love attention and affection, and they'll choose yeah. for you what will draw that to you. It's almost like uh, just a natural instinct for your body to go, yeah, I'd like to be seductive. I'd like people to look at me. I'd like people to touch me. Um, even people yeah, who've had trauma, yeah. their bodies still like to be touched, even you know if there's been trauma. So then it's not like you have to hide your body. You know, you don't have to wear burkas to, yeah. <laughs> to hide. <laughs> well, and it's what like, is comfort? Yeah. So it's... What some of what I now find comfortable are actually skirts and things that actually really contribute to me and allow me to feel great in my body. It's not, you know, the jogging pants or things that actually make me feel frumpy. Yeah, it's funny. I think in the last two years since I've been choosing to to ask my body what it would like to wear, I've been choosing more and more dresses. And as a child, I wore them all the time, yeah. and I. And it got judged chronically. Like I would show up at, I was that kid who would show up at school uh, in a spring dress in the middle of winter. And, you know, right. I'd have all the layers on and I'd take off all the layers and I'd walk around school in this spring dress just feeling like <laughs> wicked awesome and like totally happy. Um, not really yeah. knowing the words, but I was like feeling really sexy as a kid, like feeling the sexual yeah. energy, really happy in my body. And then I'd be, you know, picked on. And I was like, but wow, my body was so, and it was like so many other kids wish they could have chosen that and couldn't get away with it. And I could choose it because yeah. my, you know, my, you know, circumstances of my life was like my mom wasn't there to stop me. Um, she was there. She wasn't there in the morning to know what I was walking out of the house wearing. <laughs> So I could walk out wearing anything, yes. right? And, and so my body's actually always really liked wearing dresses and like wearing things that that give me attention, even though I've tried to be a wallflower ninety percent of my life. Um, so this yeah, is why really you know cute. I I know so this is why I create a radio show about sex myself out of being a wallflower. <laughs> I know, isn't I'm a it funny? Flower, but look at me. <laughs> look at me, I'm wearing slinky clothes. Yeah. Even as a, a kid I would do that. I was like, I don't really want the attention, but my body really likes wearing this. And I watch my daughter do that a lot. She'll put on these she wore a ball gown yesterday, um, for most of the day. She wears ball gowns quite often because she has them and that's make you yeah. know, her body really Why enjoys not? them. That's right. Exactly. So she's wearing the ball gown and she she's she's like really, really happy with herself. And she's like, do I look pretty? I said, is your body happy? And she's like, yeah, my body's really happy. I'm like, you know what? That's cool. That's what. That's what's uh, good for you. You know, that's what's going to actually make you happy. Cool. And yeah. she, she'll choose it. And then as soon as um, other people come around, like somebody might knock on the door or something, she'll run and hide. She, right. She's just like, she wants to enjoy her body, turn her body. It's very intimate for her. And it can be incredibly vulnerable is why I'm bringing it up is that like when you start to really yeah. choose that for your body, you may feel incredibly vulnerable. Yes. And how seductive Exactly. And what would it take for you to keep your barriers down rather than put them up because you're feeling vulnerable? Hmm. 
So when people go, wow, that looks good on you, instead of going, yeah, I got it for, you know, like whenever people would say stuff like that, to say, yeah, I got that for free. Like I would have to justify why it looked good. (laughs) Yeah, and you're deflecting the compliment. You're deflecting um, what people are noticing in the energy and appreciation and admiration they're actually giving you. Yeah, so instead of justifying, you know, why you think it looks good or, you know, how you know how affordable it was, you just say thank you and really yeah, bring that energy into you and receive it. Instead of doing, you know, the thing that I would always do is, yeah, I got it for free or I got it for $5. Like, <laughs> I could justify anything that would look good because it was cheap or free. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. And I watched daughter receive it and you could say, yeah, you look beautiful in that. And she doesn't even know where it came from or how much it cost or whatever. She just struts it and she's like, yeah, I know. Until it's a stranger <laughs> and then she shuts them. So it's like allowing her to step up even more and step into it more. Even as a baby, she got so much attention and people give her a lot of attention. She created her body as being, you know, very fit and athletic and blonde, super blonde, yes. curly hair and big blue beautiful eyes and she wonders why she gets attention all the time at the age of six absolutely and And, you know you bring up a really good point like if you look at babies you know who we're not supposed to think are sexy or Mm -hmm. um have amazing bodies it's like look at how seductive they are i mean they can get anybody to pick them up and hold them and even give them money for nothing right babies are total seducers Exactly, but that's the beautiful thing. It's like, you know, most people in this world don't think sexually towards a baby. However, they are the best seductors. Oh, yeah. And they they are sirens. Anybody to do anything for them. And their cry of the sirens just get pulled you in. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) they're the epitome of our conversation today. (laughs) Yes, they really are. And then, yeah, you know, like you said about your daughter as well, and and for me, my son, it's like he too has created this amazing athletic body, and, you know, he loves it. He's so proud of it. So you see even more definition in his body as he plays and grows up. And, you know, it is this amazing body, and you watch what he can do with it and how much he appreciates it and how much he's willing to allow and like you said, too, some people, but not others, to actually appreciate it and see it. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like, they do buy into this whole, you know, I have to be shy about it or not everybody can see it. But yeah. if they're willing to be vulnerable and comfortable around people, they will allow people to see their bodies. And the pride and the, you know, the pure appreciation of their own bodies and what they created is a part of that. And it is seductive, and they will use it. Oh yeah, and and they and they do. It's as you know. So as parents, how if we don't shut our children off? And how about if instead of telling them that they're you know being too much, we just allow them to be who they be, so that you know yeah. as they grow, they don't have all this same stuff that we have. Uh, you yeah. know, trying to hide and be the wallflowers, even though you know we created these bodies that are yearning for attention and affection and um, exactly. sensualness. Yeah. So we have about yeah, three three. We have about three minutes right. to end, Carlina, and I'd just like to give you a few minutes to um, to let everybody know about your classes again, just for people who came in late on the conversation. Uh, so all the you know the foundation one and all the um, talk to the entities that you've got going on. If you'd like me to promote it, I have it right in front of me. 
Yeah, so, well, if there is the Talk to the Entities in Edmonton class, um, March 6th through 8th, and then there's also a foundation class, um, foundation and level one class from Access Consciousness that I will be facilitating in Vancouver in January, and I'm still working on exactly what those dates will be. Um, and there's the Pragmatic uh, Parenting Telecall that will start um, early November that you're welcome to join. Um, all of this, if it's not on my page already um, on accessconsciousness.com, it will be shortly. Uh, there's also the creation of more, even with um, you, Melissa, we are creating mm-hmm. more for the spring of 2015. And... Um, if you're not coming to any of my classes, consider coming to Gary or Dane's classes or any of the other ones that I'm hosting in and around Vancouver. And um, uh, like, uh, for instance, Marilyn Bradford at the end of November, the body classes that I'm hosting the beginning of November, as well as in January 23rd through um, 25th. And then Dane gets to come to Vancouver February 14th through 17th for an Access Consciousness Level 2 and 3. And we get the amazing Gary Douglas coming in for an advanced body class um, February 20th to 22nd, 2015. So lots to choose and play from, and I'll be at all of those events. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to see you there. I'll be at a few of those myself. So. I know. That's yeah. so fun. <laughs> so um, I'd just like to give people a little few reminder tools. So if you can... Choose to ask your barriers to come down. You know, whenever you're starting to perceive judgments, you're thinking that there's judgment coming at you, just allow your barriers to come down so that you can receive all of energies uh, without judgment. And then, you know, the more you do that, the more you can step into being you. And like Carlina and her New York experience, walking down the street and really like enjoying people, enjoying her body. Would that be fun for you to just walk around and enjoy other people enjoying you and your body? I know it is for me. Um, so before we end today, I have a few classes coming up as well in November. I've got uh, Access Energetic Facelift on November 1st, which is a Saturday up in where I live in El Dorado. It's a small town and it's more room than merrier for lots of people to come and play. And, and it's a super um, yummy thing to learn. Yeah, and um, you can actually find all my classes on my website at www.melitzajelinek.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. And feel free to friend me on Facebook, Melitza Jelinek. I'm the cute one. And you can also friend Carlina Vanderway. So thanks for coming, Thank Carlina. Thank you so much, Melitza. Thank Super you for this awesome conversation. Okay. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next month.